Welcome to the Unusual Efforts F-Pod. We are here on July 23rd, 2020, and that is a very important day because you know what happened today? Udinese beat Juventus 2-1 in extra time, not only making sure that Udinese stays up in Serie A, but it also meant that Juve did not win the title today. Hi, I'm Sonia, if you uh, haven't guessed by that. And I am here with... Megan. And it's just the two of us today for the Unusual Efforts F-Pod, and it's going to be the best episode yet. Of course. Because it's 100%. Us. Uh, we will not be talking strictly about Syria, even though, I mean, yeah. I'm totally cool to do that. No? Okay. <laughs> no, sorry. We're, that's over my head. No, that's... Over most people's heads, don't worry, we're in good company. Uh, but we will be talking a little bit of soccer, a little bit of football, a little bit of COVID, a little bit of mental health, and kind of everything in between. Um, obviously, you guys know what kind of mood I'm in today, but Megan, how are you doing? Um, I'm doing okay. I got the amazing idea for an article or great Twitter thread on the drive home from work today. Um, which is casting Bundesliga clubs as um, the Chicks Gaslighter album songs. Nice. Um, <laughs> because I was listening to Gaslighter for the 20 millionth time um, and decided that certain Bundesliga clubs fit with certain songs. And so now I'm going to do the whole album. Perfect. So, coming soon to a screen near you. Uh, for those of you guys not in the know, the Chicks are the band formerly known as the Dixie Chicks. Big uh, fan favorite here at Unusual Efforts, so looking forward to that. Um, not to bring Udinese back into this, but a friend of mine messaged me after the game to say congratulations. And he is the biggest Dortmund fan I know. Um, like, not a bandwagoner. He He is the real deal. And I uh, messaged him back. And basically we were saying how like how interesting Syria is because of the different races. But I messaged him back saying that they should call the Bundesliga the baddest liga because of the lack of title race. <laughs> Not my best pun, but Megan is laughing. That, that's out of sheer desperation. Thank you. <laughs> because there was a title race for a while. What? We have one for a while. Uh, yeah. who, who was the team that I started supporting this year that clearly I uh, followed uh, through on? Ooh. They had a vulture as their logo. Oh, did you? Did you Freiburg? have Frankfurt? Freiburg. Oh, yeah, Freiburg. There I you go. Why I was thinking Frankfurt. Nope. Number one fan yeah. here. Yeah, obviously. We've been keeping up with them. Um, <laughs> do you know what their position was? 17th? <laughs> I have no idea. I think it might have been 18th. Hold on. This is I, how good I am with the bottom of the table. I mean, I'm I'm impressed by that. Uh, the only thing I know about the Bundesliga is Dortmund circa like 2004. Uh, 2004 to maybe 2008. When did like Alexander Fry and one of the Dagens play for them? <laughs> That's my <laughs> no Dortmund. 
<laughs> yeah, I can't remember what year that would have been. But um, actually, they were eighth this year. Eighth? Really? Yeah. Not I was bad. totally wrong. No, I bad stopped at, all. at about four. <laughs> was when I stopped caring. I, I'll take that eighth. You're welcome, yeah. fans of the team whose name yes. I've already forgotten. Yes, Freiburg, obviously you were lifted by your support, your celebrity support yeah. this year. <laughs> Just like, who is it? It's either Drake or Justin Bieber, whatever jersey he wears. I mean, there's only two famous Canadian singers, apparently, yeah. but it's either Drake or Justin <laughs> Bieber. And he's like, cursed whatever jersey. I'm pretty sure it's Drake. Oh, see, I think Rihanna does the opposite. I think every we're just going to celebrities in soccer now, but I think that <laughs> every jersey she wears, she gives them luck. Oh, really? I think so. I mean, you know what they say? Sonia is pretty much Rihanna. <laughs> exactly, which is totally our title. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take it. Um. For those of you who don't know, I live in Toronto, Ontario, Canada, North America. Megan, where are you from? I am from just south of St. Louis, Missouri, in the U.S. And I think our two places of home have very different um, coping mechanisms, uh, policies, public procedures when it comes to COVID. Saying that, Toronto is not perfect. It is far from it. Um, same with just Canada in general. I am not here to say that we are doing things right. We are doing many, many things wrong. But uh, kind of giving you a scope of of how North America, I guess, the two kind of top and mid-bottoms are dealing with it. So how is COVID in your part of the world? You're um, part of the continent. <laughs> we are currently experiencing, um, I believe, one of the biggest spikes per capita in the country, in Missouri. Um, we are, the like, number of cases isn't as high, but that's because we have a lot of rural area. So it is spiking a lot. And also people are having trouble getting tested, so the numbers just aren't reflective anyway. Um Saying that, like, St. Louis City and County both enacted, just enacted as of not even a month ago, um, face mask requirements in public spaces because the cases had started to spike again. Um, schools are still looking at different options for starting in the fall. Um, and basically, anything's open and people think that you just need to wear a mask and it's fine. And if you even wear a mask, because where I'm at, a little south of St. Louis, um, masks are not required unless the business requires them. And it's not being enforced very much, even in the businesses that are requiring them. So, for example, like big stores like Walmart um, have said that masks are required like across the country. But then... When you're actually in the store, people have them under their nose or aren't even wearing them, have them fully on their neck, just wherever they decide is fashionable at the time. (laughs) (laughs) I assume that's why they're doing it. I don't know. No, you know what? Honestly, that doesn't sound that much different than Toronto, I hate to say. I mean, 
there are people who wear masks. Um, I and my partner, Nick, we are very paranoid, maybe rightfully so. So the second we leave our flat, we have a mask on in the elevator and whatnot. The only time I don't wear a mask really is if I'm exercising because I don't want to pass out. But yeah, I mean, in Toronto, you're allowed um, at a reduced capacity sitting in patios and patios are packed. I live right downtown. I'm right by St. Lawrence Market, um, the Esplanade Distillery District, and you would not know that there is a pandemic going on. So I know Canada likes to, you know, politely puff our chests of how much better we are than America, but like... Honestly, Toronto, get your shit together because it is wild. Like the amount of people. Um, I do think we may have a little bit more um, enforcement in public places. So like if you go to a grocery store, they will make you wear a mask. Uh, Canadians are just sort of polite anyway. So like I, I don't think we would have the... Um, the uh, what's the word I'm looking for? The courage to take off a mask and define but there are groups like um i was saying this earlier there's a group that has this terrible unrhyming slogan so what's the point and it's like less masks more hugs or something stupid like that first of all don't hug strangers that's weird and creepy and an invasion of personal space second of all wear a mask i mean hashtag wear a mask um yeah, so as much as, I mean, I'm sure, I don't know if you've seen it, Megan, but uh, the picture of the Maid of the, Mist at, uh, Maid of the Mist at Niagara Falls, where it's like, okay, so the Maid of the Mist is um, boats that kind of go under the falls and like it's a tourist thing. And there's the American side and there's the Canadian side and the Canadian side. Um, there's only six people allowed on the boat at a time. And the American side, it's just like, packed and you have to wear you don't have to but most people because there's water everywhere and you're going under a waterfall they wear ponchos so like there's all these blue ponchos on the american side and like the canadian ones like there's like people just sort of smattering about and it's like become this picture of showing like canada and the u.s but honestly toronto at least get your shit together like still in a pandemic do not fill patios as much as you are right now it's insane and missouri nobody's listening but (laughs) no one's listening here in toronto either (laughs) but um like was it really that hard when we could just carry out everything my life was easier i cooked less because (laughs) i we had some awesome local businesses that we wanted to support and they would bring it out to your car and or drop it off outside your car or whatever and we had temporarily lifted um, as a state, which I don't understand why we've went back from this. Um, as a state, we temporarily lifted, like you weren't allowed to carry out alcohol mm. um, be- before, but they temporarily lifted, temporarily lifted that. So like Mexican restaurants could make ready margaritas and sell them and you could just take them home. That's or, awesome. Yeah, or like a local, the bar that my mom's actually at tonight was having like 32 ounce rum runners um, that tasted delicious and were (laughs) awesome. And I jokingly asked her if she could bring me one tonight, but the answer was no, because 
since they stopped doing carry out, they're not allowed to do that anymore. And so, like, we've completely receded. Nobody's doing carry out anymore. People are actually in restaurants. And it's disappointing because I want pre-mixed cocktails in my house with very little effort. I mean, if that doesn't start people <laughs> protesting in the streets and, exactly. and writing letters to your governors or senators or I don't know how the American yeah. government system works, but <laughs> I mean, mix cocktails in everybody's house. Exactly. That's going to be my campaign slogan. I'm not old enough to run for president, but that is going to be my campaign slogan when I am is pre-mixed cocktails for everyone. You have my vote, even though I cannot vote for you. But you okay. have my So I have my... one solid Canadian vote. <laughs> Speaking of and... which, so what's with this Kanye thing running for uh, I'm president? We're getting totally off topic here, but this, I'll, I'll uh, steer us back on as soon as I ask this question. Talking to a real live American here, um, how is Kanye West running for president? Can anyone run for president for the United States? These are the oh. hard-hitting questions I need to know. So, technically, yes, but also technically, no. (laughs) Yes, anybody could theoretically run for president. But your chances of winning if you're not being supported by one of the two major parties is normally zero. (laughs) Okay. Um, And even when you're a celebrity, it's probably not that great a chance. But you can always say you're running, and we have lots of... Which I think, I mean, I know the UK has them, um, and I'm pretty sure Canada has them too. Like, your protest candidate type people that are there just to, like, get their message across. And yeah. they use it as a platform, kind of. Canada's a little bit, well, it's very different than the United States, but we don't, I mean, this is kind of controversial, I guess. We don't really have a two-party system. We do. We basically have conservatives and uh liberals which are the two sort of main but then we also have like the ndp which is sort of the more left leaning and then we have the bloc quebecois which basically you can only vote for in quebec and then we have like the green party so we have all of those parties but really it's kind of a two-party system of liberals and conservatives which you can guess what each side represents by their names because I know, like, the UK has had protest candidates. I was a nerd and would watch, like, I watch elections around the world. I Like, I watch. <laughs> no, I that's think what that's I great. Did. That's what I did when I had time. Um, <laughs> was just staying up until four in the morning to watch the results come in for British local elections. Um <laughs> If, if and, Nick was here, I would get him to join the pod so you guys could talk British elections, but he hasn't lived there in a lot of years, so you're probably more up-to-date than he is, just uh-huh. proximity-wise. I feel like I have to be going off-topic again, because that's kind of like social studies is my wing for um, Quiz Bowl, and so when I'm coaching, if the kids know something that I don't know, number one, I'm super impressed and happy about it, but they like to hold it over me. So I feel like I have to be informed about every single country in the world. Fair. No, I'm totally, I'm totally about that. <laughs> and if I can do that by just streaming a news program, that makes my life easier. <laughs> and you know what's the best thing about 
England as well. I mean, probably not the best thing, but up there, they have so many like political panel shows as well. So yeah. they're entertaining and funny, but you're actually learning things. Exactly. I, I watch way too many of those just because it's, I, I also explain, like, I have a friend of mine, we've talked about this before, as so I'm like, I love just that I get a casual soccer reference in with <laughs> that. Like, it's a whole thing here. Um, so when John Oliver was on Community, um, yes, yes, when he had the episode where he was like all out for Liverpool, like they were watching a game, and it was, was like in the evening. It makes no sense. <laughs> yeah, it makes zero sense. But it, I was like, I wonder how much of that is actually his own Liverpool gear. <laughs> because he's such a huge fan and he's made that clear, but you wouldn't know it just by his regular TV shows. Um, and so I, that's, that was my closest fangirl moment about soccer, probably on US TV, whereas I get to have it all the time on British shows because it's a casual reference point in culture there. <laughs> I mean, also, community has the whole like foosball, German yeah. episode as well. But, um, segueing this back into the podcast, because that's a great one. I heard Liverpool did something this week. Oh, yeah. What did they do? I've heard a little bit about it. <laughs> Uh, they may have won something. Um, oh. didn't lose really something. <laughs> Who cares about league standings this year? Yeah, I mean, this year doesn't count for anything. <laughs> yeah. uh, no, but in all seriousness, congratulations, Liverpool. Um, I have no no soccer qualms against them because Udinese beat them once in Europa, so. They're on my safe bet. If this was Arsenal, it'd be a totally different story. But congratulations, Liverpool. But do you think a win like that is the same when you don't have the fans in the stands to support that trophy lifting? And I've been to uh, zero trophy liftings in my life. Um, Toronto FC, obviously, winners. Um, Oh, wait, no, I was at. A trophy lifting. What am I talking about? Ooh. Uh, brutal. And, Obviously and very memorable. It, it, I mean, it wasn't memorable only because there was a lot of drinking and celebrating that night. But, <clears throat> um, yeah, I mean, it is, it is different with fans. And obviously with COVID happening and nobody allowed to gather in large groups, rightfully so, how, as a fan... Do you almost feel, I don't want to say cheated, I think that's too strong, but what are your thoughts on lifting in front of an empty stadium with a tape reel of people cheering going on? I think the tape reel, the virtual fans is completely like, that's just ridiculous. (laughs) Although, I feel like I have a weird perspective on this because my teams have always been in Europe. And so when I was really excited watching Germany win the World Cup, I wasn't there, but I stayed up all night, watched them land, you know, watched the live streams and felt like I was part of it. Just as like a global people watching and taking part in it. And I was able to have other fans that we were like sharing the same experiences. And even though we were so far apart and the same thing when Leipzig got promoted, they got promoted the season after I was there. Um, so I saw some of the build up to it. I got to go the season before, 
but that season I obviously wasn't there, but seeing them, I still have it as my background on my phone of um, the stuff lit up in the city. <laughs> and because awesome. that's just the one thing I love seeing is like my favorite building in the city with the stuff from my favorite team and the world on it. Um, and I still feel like I got to celebrate that with them as well. So I guess I'm a little bit more open-minded in the, you still feel like, I feel like you can still, depending on how it's broadcast and I guess your fan groups, maybe, mm. like what circles you, <laughs> I don't, I'm trying to think of the best way to say it, um, but just kind of like what your atmosphere as a fan is like, I feel like that impacts your experiences a lot. No, that's fair. I definitely think that some Liverpool fans that we know mutually would Mm -hmm. be saying that they don't have a very welcoming atmosphere at the moment. And um, so I don't think they'd be having that say that they they probably feel I would say cheated because it is a historic victory and they're not getting the chance to celebrate it. And they're not having, I guess, uh, cohesiveness to their, I guess I'm lucky in that half of the stuff that's happening with my club goes over my head because the Termin's too advanced. (laughs) So I only get it when it's like really big. Like I miss some of the snarky comments. So that's okay. Never read the comments. You're fine. (laughs) Exactly. So I just get to watch like, and maybe it's something special of um, when you're the club that everybody hates and not in the you're always winning as in, oh, we're the corporate club. So everybody hates us. Mm. And so you kind of have to be a united front versus, I guess, other clubs don't necessarily have that. Yeah, Toronto has a like the city of Toronto um, as a whole has a logo or a slogan, and I don't know if, like, other places, if we invented it, or if other pla- if we stole it from somebody, or if other places have it, but it's, like, the l- slogan is Toronto versus everyone. I've heard that before. Oh, okay, there you go. Yeah. So, it's not unique to us, but I, I do understand, kind of, that yeah. mentality of us against the world. But, yeah, like, I mean, I saw a really good tweet, and I'm really sorry that I can't remember who tweeted it, but they were a Liverpool fan, And they were saying, I don't know if they live in the States or just not anywhere close to Liverpool to go to Anfield to celebrate, but they were saying how, like, this victory feels like a true victory for all their international fans because we're all celebrating it the same way, not in stadium and, like, you know, being able to kind of celebrate as a true collective because everybody is sort of set apart, except for, like, what, the seven people who got arrested or whatever the number was. But with that in mind, too, and to kind of bring it back more stateside, even like MLS is back. And, you know, we have this tournament in Florida, which, I mean, is problematic to begin with on many, many fronts. But as an MLS fan, um, and I'm kind of asking this to the general audience and, of course, to you, Megan, is this MLS is back tournament the same as watching MLS regular season? I don't think it is. And I want to say yes, but 
I I don't really have an MLS team right now because obviously St. Louis is getting an expansion team, but that's been pushed back and yeah. we don't even have a team name right now. So we don't have a name or a crest. So <laughs> we're just, or colors, anything in general. Um, but I can say from watching USL, um, mm. they're doing their own tournament. And I'm just kind of like, yeah, I like the opportunity to watch soccer. I take it pretty much any chance I can get. But just seeing them, even in that case where it's local rivals, mm-hmm. it's not as exciting because it doesn't feel like it really matters. I don't know. <laughs> it feels really nihilistic, but... No, I totally understand. I mean, Toronto, as in Toronto FC, have had a few 9 a.m. games. And as a Serie A fan, like, 9 a.m. games don't phase me. I'm very, very used to them because of the time difference. But I've had no interest in watching. And it's really unfortunate because, you know, I love TFC. They're doing well in the tournament. Um, but it feels very performed and very fake it it um i don't want to say the word corporate because like every like we can't pretend that soccer in 2020 isn't corporate it is like we get it but it's just it almost feels so needless and reckless that i don't want to support it yeah like i I feel guilty i think that might be part of it too is like i thought about it so since USL is like sticking to their like local teams as local as you can be in the, you know, with the teams that are here in the U S mm-hmm. but um, so like, we're going to Louisville cause that's close. Um, I can't, I'm, I'm Memphis, I think is in St. Louis's bracket. So it's like teams that are a couple of hours away, give or take. And um we're going to be playing in a different stadium with a reduced capacity. And I thought about it. I was like, would I go to that game? Because I'm like, I could get tickets. I could go. But do I want to be one of those fans who's showing up in the middle of a pandemic when it is clearly not safe in a up-and-coming hot spot, which is not a good thing? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, and just showing that and I don't think I can do it as much as I want to be to see soccer live again like be there in the stadium I'm Mm -hmm. not going to do it because I just don't feel comfortable with it yeah no I totally get it like uh Nick my partner he plays like low Ontario tier here like semi-professional and you know they have practices and I like to to weigh up the risk of him going to practice and getting exposed and like you know not that I would go watch his practices but like I would go to his games and like if they did start playing I I would have no interest and like right now he's like at a kickabout but like he's wearing a mask it's a small group of people at like like it's not an organized actual practice it's just like seeing friends from a distance, no one's touching. I don't even think they have, like, a goalkeeper in, like, to avoid any sort of contact. And if, like, 
something as like low tier as that is being reconsidered to be kind of, you know, modified and whatnot. How, I guess like how are professional teams coping with it? Cause we've seen so many stories about like players being fine because they're not taking lockdown seriously and they're going out and they're having parties and, you know, we've seen all the tabloid headlines. I mean, if, we can't expect players to abide by the rules. How are we going to expect fans to as well? It's, I can't even imagine. I genuinely, we haven't had the first home game yet for St. Louis FC, but I can just say I am positive. If you watch that, there's going to be a complete lack of social distancing. Mm. Um, any of the recommendations, you'll pretty much see them all broken. I can guarantee that without being there, without <laughs> having any psychic knowledge. <laughs> I just oh, don't know. downplay yourself like that. <laughs> yeah, my lack of psychic knowledge is really what got me. <laughs> but um, just knowing the city and the fans and seeing what's happening on Twitter, it's not going to be safe well like i think of i'm i'm a tfc season ticket holder and i sit in the south end with you know u sector and and the supporters clubs and i've been there for years and years and years and you know when somebody walks into the stands that you haven't seen for a while you shake their hand you give them a hug you give them a kiss and like it's just so second nature you share a beer you swipe the guy next to you he's eating popcorn you steal it like those little like pieces of of friendship and things like you don't even think twice about those are all gone now for the foreseeable future like it's not like this season ends and then in 2021 we go back to normal or if you're in in europe in 2020 fall or whenever they're going to start their next season now because of the delay um like i don't think people realize that it's not for just this season it's for the foreseeable, maybe even unforeseeable future as well. And um, not to get on hockey because I couldn't care less about hockey, but Toronto is going to be hosting some NHL teams. I think it's Toronto and Edmonton. People are screaming at their podcast right now because I'm screwing this up so much. (laughs) Uh, I don't like hockey. Get over it. Um, But even like that is worrying about having this influx of sports. and, And I know I sound... Um, like a hypocrite because I was just you know excited about Renese Juventus and whatnot and like that's being played but there's zero people in the stadium you can see that there's zero people in the stadium I know that uh, for a lot of North American sports there are going to say zero people in the stadium but is that going to continue as new seasons come along and I don't think like we've heard a lot about you know, COVID fatigue and like people are just tired of lockdown and quarantine and like following all these rules. And like, I get it. It sucks. But also we're in the middle of a pandemic. Like, do people just forget that? (laughs) It hasn't been that long. It's been a few really shitty months. I get that. But like, it's a pandemic. I think the unknown of, like, most people haven't lived through a pandemic, so they, and I would say 
and not to like generalize or anything, but most people don't necessarily study the history of pandemics or know all of the consequences. And so when they see like the economy dipping and or whatever associated effects we're having, they're like, oh, we should do something about that. Mm. <laughs> and they don't necessarily think about the long term long term impact. I mean, again, my wonderful state's governor, uh, the governor of Missouri, has been basically raked across the coals, rightfully so, the last week, because he said, we are opening schools. Yeah, kids are going to go. They're going to get it. They're going to go home and they're going to be fine. That was almost a direct quote. Um, <laughs> and as someone who this past week, not to get too personal, but there was a good chance that my cousin had COVID and he is 13 years old and he was almost in the ICU. It's not a, they'll get it and they'll be fine. Just because we are only now coming to grips with how it impacts children Mm -hmm. um, and how symptoms present differently or even accepting that there are long-term impacts. It's not like a general flu where you get it and it's gone in a month or two. Like even if it's lingering, it's gone and then you have like, you can't tell. It's more like a broken bone where you're always going to know that it was there. But that's not something I guess that as many people are wanting to accept. Because it's not like it hasn't been said. I don't know what the reason is. <laughs> yeah, and I feel like I say this every time I'm on this podcast, but I am not a medical doctor. I have no medical profession whatsoever. Please read things. Um, and, I, and I am quite happy to speak on behalf of us because none of us are medical doctors. Yes. Please seek out actual professionals and like back up your facts with that. But I mean, exactly what you're talking about, the long-term effects of, you know, they're talking about scarring on lungs and respiratory issues that like will continue. Um, I suggest reading lots of threads because um, I've seen them and they're, they're really startling and they're quite frankly terrifying and scary about people who have had COVID and who have recovered, doing air quotes, recovered from it, but their experiences with it. And it's, it's alarming. And are you willing to put yourself in long-term, potential long-term risk or your loved ones or your elderly neighbor who lives down the hall in my case so you can go see your team play live when you can watch them on television? Um, I do think, you know, it's the famous Bill Shankly quote about like, what is it? Like, football isn't a matter of life and death it's much much more important or whatever yeah Yeah. uh probably should have had that quote up before i (laughs) quoted it but whatever Um, you got it he's wrong (laughs) yeah like i know no one wants to admit it but it's not true and and, you know we we love football here we love soccer here i mean it's it's brought us together it's it's more than a for I think all of us in the Unusual Efforts community, whether you're a writer or a uh, art creator for us, whether you're just a reader or a supporter, you're here because soccer is bigger than just the game and we get that and we understand that, but we also want you to be safe and be healthy and 
others around you to be safe and healthy. And we hope that you make smart, reasonable, informed decisions when it comes to going to live games, watching a game at a bar, you know, um, starting organized sports with your friends or your kids or whatever the case may be. And on that note, that actually just made me think of um, (laughs) maybe we should do an Instagram stories um, over, I don't know, maybe like the next week or something. Like, how are you watching safely? Yeah. Because we want to see what you guys are doing. How are you, or not you guys, how everyone is doing it, trying to be more conscious of that. Um, <laughs> I know I said guys earlier and I didn't know if I should correct myself or not, but I'm very conscious that I said guys. Yeah. And I apologize. Um, so, and that's another thing, like, obviously we're still working on things in every aspect and we're willing to admit that. Um, so what are you doing to safely support soccer and football? Because we know that it can be a relief from everything that's going on that little bit of time away from, I almost want to say reality, but it's not really away from reality anymore. Um, But regardless, that 90 minutes where you can focus on something else, um, how are you getting it in? Yeah, let us know. And I think that's also a good time to take a break. So we will see you after the break or hear you after the break or you'll hear us after the break. I don't know how this works. (laughs) Yeah. And we are back. Um, If you are, I guess you can't really be joining us midway unless you're just like a massive skipper and just like went over the front end of this. But if you did, we are talking COVID and how it's impacting football and sports and whether you're playing or you're watching, um, how it's kind of changing your lifestyle. Um, Speaking about playing, one thing that I started last summer, so give you a bit of a background. Uh, Megan, I don't know if you know this, but I don't know if our listeners know this either. Growing up, me and my brothers uh, were not allowed playing soccer at all. My dad was too much of a fan. If we were terrible at it, which inevitably we would be, he just wouldn't be able to take it. So my mom, to avoid any sort of conflict and us being left at the field and even more therapy than we're currently in now, uh, signed us up for baseball and basketball and swimming and skating and all of the other North American sports you play as kids. So I never played as a kid until last summer where I decided that I was going to sign up for an adults soccer class. Like it wasn't even a team. It was a class of like how to play soccer. And so um, in Canada, I guess in the States you call it like peewee sports. Yeah. Yeah. So in Canada it's called Timbit soccer because it's, Tim Horton sponsors it and Timbits are like the little, I think you guys call them donut holes. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> neither here nor there. But I signed up basically for Timbits for grownups. And um, I played it last summer, played it into the fall, played it into like, you know, where we play in the dome and whatnot. And I couldn't play it this summer. And I think this is the first summer really I haven't done a sport-like thing um, or an organized sport-like thing in a long time. And I'm missing it and I and like I was just a casual like kick this ball to a pylon type player um players not even like participant let's say participant because that's a little bit more accurate and so I can't even imagine how like actual players who like my partner play literally three to four times a week are coping with this 
And so I think we talk a lot about watching um, soccer on screen because that's what we mostly do. But also the athletes who are being affected at any level of the game, like I, my heart kind of goes out to them too about not being able to exercise or have that camaraderie. camaraderie that's the word I'm looking for. Camaraderie. That's the one. Um, with their team. And I think that's also hard too. I, I know... Um, in Toronto, it's a big subject for like kids going back to school and how like they need that social aspect and they need to see their friends. But grown-ups and big people need that too. Yeah, I feel like that's my friends and I recently started, and I know I'm sure we're like on the late end of the spectrum here. Um, but it's this particular group of friends. We scheduled it ahead of time, like it was kind of spur of the moment, but. Um, I happened to call this one friend and we were like, hey, let's do a Skype session. And so we just started playing games on the computer that we could play remotely. Um, and we like Skyped and had a game night. And That's awesome. Yeah, it was like the biggest refresher, like mentally that I've had probably in all of these, however many months it's been now. Um <laughs> because it was just the chance to like kind of forget I you know had a drink and just got to play keep talking and nobody explodes or whatever we were playing at the time um to just have fun with my friends and I think it was something that I didn't really realize I was missing as much as I was because I'm like I've got to you know like I want to be positive about quarantine and there's kind of a pressure to do that and not you know focus on what you're missing and um, I kind of let myself feel that finally (laughs) and accept that the um, kind of you know what the toll is taking for sure and like not to sound cheesy but it's okay to not be okay as well. Like, it sucks. I mean, personally for me, I haven't seen um, my parents or my one of my brothers, his wife and their kids for like half a year, essentially. And we are a very, very close family. We just saw them recently social distanced in a backyard, not going in the house type thing. Um, And like, you don't realize how much you miss people and like how much you miss being in like a physical presence of people. Like, obviously we still like talked on the phone and Skyped and like his kids have like kids Facebook chat, which is a thing. And my six year old nephew just discovered gifts and that's a lot of fun. Um, And like, yeah, it's 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 hard. And I think like obviously we have like our little unusual efforts community and we have like the jellyfish chat group and like we're used to kind of being distant. So I think that kind of works, but yeah, for people that you're used to seeing on a daily basis and not even daily, weekly, monthly, whatever, I I don't think people are really talking about how hard it is to be apart. People are talking about how important it is to be apart, but mm-hmm. It's also very, very difficult. Yeah. I think there's a PSA that's going around. I don't know. 
I guess this is showing my Americanness. Um, because I don't, I wasn't paying attention to like who was sponsoring it. I just know that it was coming up on Hulu. <laughs> so oh, we don't even sure have Hulu in Canada. Like, Jealous. Okay. So even worse. Um, so I don't know if it was like CDC. I don't know which organization was doing it, but it was staying apart together. Like that mm-hmm. little hashtag. We about, have that too here, or a version like, of sharing. it. Yeah. Um, but it was a whole commercial about like ways you can stay connected during quarantine, um, and why it's important to <laughs> continue to quarantine even though you're missing people. Um, I mean, I think that was the gist of it, but uh, it really made me think that I, that was actually probably part of what prompted the whole little game night thing was just because I was like, you know what, we don't have to just let it kind of get us down because we're all dealing with our own stress. I mean, a a couple of us, we have like job insecurity um, or even when you have a job, like it's one of my friends is a social worker who works in school. So even if she, she still technically has to do her job, even though it's through a school. Um, So she's trying to keep up with families and it's a huge emotional toll. Like, what her job is um and she's an incredible person but it it still takes a toll on you um absolutely and thank her for doing that work she is incredible and probably will listen to this because i will give a little fun moment here uh one of the games we played was something called psych it's an app that i guess was developed by ellen we didn't know anything when we downloaded it but um, you have to, like, trick people into think- <laughs> like thinking things. So you come up with either, like, fake facts or a fake definition for a word or something. Oh, it's like Balderdash. And, yeah. Okay. Uh, I knew I there was a that. regular game that it was like. But there was one that's called The Truth Comes Out or something. <laughs> and it was like, what would Megan be famous for? And literally... The other three answers, other than mine, because my answer was like German diplomacy. <laughs> I get behind that one. That had to have my vote. And then the other three answers were soccer Twitter, German soccer, soccer podcasting. <laughs> and it was quite obvious what my friends think I have the, um, I'm best at, I guess, but. Uh... Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that at all. So I don't know how if they actually listen to me or if it's just a uh, <laughs> if it's just them being nice. No, I think that's awesome. That's like the best thing to be known for. To be known for what you love. Are you kidding yeah. me? That's that is the dream. I know. I felt bad because I laughed out loud, and then the like when the first one came up, I went, "No way!" And then <laughs> the other two came up, and they were basically the same answer, and I was like, "Oh." <laughs> <laughs> that's like a good group of friends honestly <laughs> yeah and then they were also all right on my what my next tattoo would be so oh what's your next that's tattoo that's really all I needed uh Leipzig like the skyline oh I thought like well the logo. actually as somebody yeah, with two soccer logos it's... on my body uh well no I need to get the unusual efforts Jesse and I plug <laughs> 
have to get our unusual efforts tattoos um, because we haven't gotten those yet. But that's totally our when we get five hundred dollars a month on Patreon. Uh, we're going to do it not with the money from the Patreon with our own money, but <laughs> I'm going to fly out when it's safe to New York. And Jesse and I are going to go to a she already apparently has the studios picked out. <laughs> I don't think we have a design yet. <laughs> I mean, mine, like, Kirsten's is very intricate, and mine is literally just the logo. Yeah. So send it in. Send us your, um, what you think we should get tattooed on. <laughs> so but for $500, they will be getting tattoos. <laughs> for $1,000, I will Photoshop their tattoo, and they will have to get it. I said this on the podcast. Thus making it true. Oh, God. Jesse and Kristen are going to be... This is what happens when they leave us alone. They left us alone. It's all their fault. It's all your fault, guys. They themselves. Yeah. I think I just heard a scream from Serbia right now. I know. We're getting it. We're going to get it. It's okay. Don't worry. It's fine. Um, Going back to soccer in the pod... Uh, no, but uh, I do want to do a little plug for Patreon right now because, as we've mentioned, the Unusual Efforts community is so incredible. It's so amazing. However, it works because we're able to pay our writers. We're able to pay our uh, creators, our artists. We are able to pay our editor, who is the glue that holds us all together and keeps our sentences good. Um also heard a scream and survey yeah. for that. <laughs> um, and if you're, so... yeah, um, we realize that this is a hard time for everyone. And so if you are unable to support, we totally get it. Supporting also means, you know, sharing this pod, sharing our tweets, sharing articles, you know, supporting our writers, our artists by retweeting or reposting their stuff. Every little bit helps. If you are in a position to help, we would love it if you became a patron. Um, There are amazing tiers that you get super cool stuff. One of the tiers is a Photoshop something something from me. Not 100% sure what, but I do take requests. Uh, I was going to say, I think it's just custom Photoshop. (laughs) I don't know. You might not know what you got yourself into. No, and also it's not Photoshop. It's MS Paint, so... (laughs) I mean... I might have to update it when I uh, get on there later. Yeah, (laughs) Custom MS Paint. It's very old school. It's very retro. Um, Sometimes I use Canva. Uh Uh, That's a lie. I don't use Canva. Well, I do use Canva, but not for this. This is strictly MS Paint. Uh, You can see the... My most recent creation of Kirsten and I... Battling it out for Napoli Udinese, which we won't talk about the result for that. Glad she's not on the pod tonight. Anyway, um, but yeah, if you do have a couple of bucks, a couple of quid, a couple of Canadian dollars, a couple of Canadian tire dollars, which I explained to Megan before we started recording. Um, please, please do so. I need the, I need proof. Oh, I literally like. <laughs> I literally have some behind me. Um, I realize this is not a visual podcast, but I'm currently on webcam on Skype showing Megan what a Canadian Tire dollar looks like. Um, So Canadian Tire had like 
this Scottish mascot for a while that wasn't an actual mascot. We did used to have, we, as if I am Canadian Tire, uh, Canadian Tire did used to have a slogan around Christmas time, and it said, like, what was it? Spend like Santa, save like Scrooge. Which makes no sense. <laughs> Santa doesn't spend anything. He just makes things or makes his elves make things. Uh, there's a lot of questions about Canadian Tire that uh, no one knows the answers to. But where was I going with this? Oh, yes. If you have anything that isn't Canadian Tire money, um, Bitcoin, Ethereum, we'll accept that. Um, but yeah, and in all seriousness, if you can support our writers, our content creators, our artists, our editor, we are more than grateful and humble and we really appreciate it. And it's because of you and your support that we can have this awesome community that is telling stories and saying words that don't get told on the mainstream media and supporting incredible writers and artists that wouldn't get their voices heard otherwise. So thank you. If you're already supporting, awesome. If you're supporting in spirit, awesome. Thanks, guys. Sorry. Thanks, folks. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying. I'm really okay. trying. I apologize. Yeah. We're working on it, and that's something that we totally acknowledge. Um, it's something, I mean, I as a teacher, like, I really became conscious of it last year, and realizing how many times I gave directions and said, guys, just... It made me, like, kind of feel like crap at first, but then I realized that wasn't useful and that <laughs> I just kind of needed to try to be more conscious of my words, which is for always sure. fun for somebody who doesn't talk about or doesn't think things through before I say them. Um, I hear you I was on that. Say, yeah, I was going to say that um, our last article that we posted is a great example of the awesome support that the community has. Um, and I mean, it's our last podcast, too. The whole reason we had the um, 90s TV fantasy team was because there was a Disney princess fantasy team that needed an opponent. Um, so that gave us a podcast topic. It gave us an article topic of a new author um, who got their first article published. It was so, so much fun to be a part of. And great to read I loved going through it um and I think they were Haley was particularly vivid in describing um what she thought that they would um each princess like with the national teams it was perfect Amazing. that's my little plug for that but um I, that's just an example of the awesome support that the unusual efforts community has Sure. And to go along with that, too, if you have an idea that you want to pitch us, uh, artwork you would like to pitch us, please, you know, um, I know my DMs are open. I think the unusual efforts. Yep. Perfect. Every like DMs are open and we'd love to hear from you. Um, yeah, it's 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 incredible what this community does and the amount of support that we have for each other and you know i i just yeah I'm, I'm at a loss for words how amazing this community is and um speaking about words i do want to say one thing because i have said guys quite a bit today um 
feel free to call me out on anything too. Like one thing about learning is you don't know what you don't know. Um, Obviously I know that guys is not necessarily the best term to use, but I want to learn and I want to be better. And I think, again, I don't want to speak on behalf of us, but Megan, you're nodding. So I think we both (laughs) agree with wanting to do better. So please, if there's anything, any help or suggestions or like gentle nudges, or even just like, this is wrong. Don't do that. Let us know. If you send us a counter of how many times we said it, (laughs) I will probably retweet you. Not in the, I'm happy about it way, but in the, A, you listen to the podcast. (laughs) If you made it this far. Yeah, obviously it stuck with you and then maybe that's a little push to do better. Yeah, even like, um, I kind of briefly mentioned this before, but I have only brothers and like growing up, they were always referred to as the guys. So it's like so ingrained in my vernacular that I want to make a conscious effort to have it ungrained ungrained that's probably not the right word but uh to have it not so deeply entrenched in my brain so please 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 call me out on stuff I'm really trying to be better but yeah um so just being conscious of time want to wrap it up in about an hour Megan any last words on COVID pieces of advice (laughs) cures uh yeah my cure actually and then we're going to end the podcast right there. No. No one's yeah. asked me. <laughs> yeah, no one. They didn't listen to my psychic powers. And mm-hmm. now all of a sudden, no one knows how to save us. Um, no. <laughs> I think that it's really important that we, I mean, I think as a community, we're a little used to being distant from each other, like you were saying earlier. Um, but I think it's a time where we can really, we have a little bit more time at home, a lot of us. And so um, we have the chance to maybe check in on a couple more people and get that chance to, uh, hey, have your first virtual hangout or virtual happy hour or whatever game night, whatever you want to do that can give you a little bit of stress relief because you deserve it and you need it for sure and you know we mentioned our dms being open about pitches about articles and art but if you just need someone to talk to um if you're bored if you're sad i mean megan you know this i'm really bad at comforting people um i'm i say the wrong thing at the most hilarious inappropriate time ever I just I am like a cartoon character or a 90s sitcom character that is terrible at life so I apologize but it's not because I don't care it's because I'm very socially awkward so if you still want my dms are open if you do need a voice to talk to or you know it doesn't necessarily have to be a negative thing if you need to bounce an idea off somebody or you know, want to know how to make banana bread without eggs because I just learned how to do that. Um, I'm also not very good at baking, so maybe don't ask me about that. Ask somebody else. But yeah, um, what we're trying to say is if if you've made it this far into the pod, <laughs> the best episode yet, yeah. uh, we are here for you. We are listening. We don't necessarily have the right answers or any answers, but, you know, we we got your back. 
Megan gave a thumbs up. Again, yeah. not a visual medium. <laughs> thumbs up and cool. Canadian Tire Money. Yeah. And that's where we're going to end it. <laughs> All right, everyone. Um, please follow us on the social medias at Unusual Efforts. Please, if you can, and you're in a position to support us on Patreon at Unusual Efforts. Uh, Megan, how can people reach you? On the Twitter at the Megan Smith. Perfect. Um, also, fun fact, I don't know if I've ever told you this, Megan, but I genuinely thought your last name was Rosenball for like the first three years of me knowing. <laughs> I kid you not. That makes me so happy. I, I thought Smith was the fake name. You sent me an email and I was just like, who is this? And I like eventually put it together. So there you go. It's the happiest thing that I've ever. I, I, I genuinely think you are Megan Rosenball in my phone. Um, anyway, oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I will check that after. But yeah, yeah um, to follow me or to uh, DM me, I am at Sonia Missio on all the things, uh, mostly Twitter. Instagram, it's mostly pictures of my dog. Yeah. That's all mine is, too. Yeah, I mean, nothing wrong with that. Does Sammy have his own Instagram account? No, not yet. I've been thinking Why not? about it. He's kind of a little diva. <laughs> have you met and... Frank? <laughs> and he decides that he either looks regal or like a total idiot. And I get I mean, no in between. Yeah, no, I literally have like 6,000 pictures and I post the one good one. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe see that coming <laughs> coming soon. If we reach $700 on Patreon, yeah. so gonna get to know. <laughs> that, that is That's a joke. That's a little take. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, um, everyone out there in the world, be safe, wear a mask, wash your hands, check in on others check in on us because sometimes we need checking ins on too and you know congratulations Liverpool <laughs> Juve um, congratulations Udinese for not being relegated to Serie B and we will see you next time we will talk to you next time peace out ciao